Tweeters of 12, where podcasting is our business, and business is all right, considering the economy all. I'm Mark. I'm Brent, and today's guest is one of the biggest bloggers on the internet, Heather Armstrong, a.k.a. Deuce. Heather, how are you this evening? I'm good. How are you guys doing? We're doing all right. You know, all things considered, I managed to cram some nachos into my mouth and had a small taste of uh, ginger cider, so I'm, I'm good. It's <laughs> too just much information. Just, Nobody needs to know that. Just your typical Canadian dinner. That's right, nachos and cider. What do, so nachos, what do nachos consist of in, in Canada? Uh, in this case, a lot of syrup. Maple syrup and moose meat. That's what we <laughs> call nachos. So, Heather, you've been blogging for quite a long time. You started it off in 2001 with a carnation poem, carnation milk poem. Oh, you did your research, yeah. That's a, I that, did. That's I right. read your yeah. FAQ. <laughs> <laughs> yep. It was uh, uh, very early on, very 2001, when nobody had a website and nobody knew what a blog was. And quoted a, a poem that I learned when I was an English major at BYU. So, very fascinating beginning for a blogger. <laughs> <laughs> so, Carnation was your muse? Yeah, Carnation and being single in Los Angeles and... Um, not having like a Facebook page to date my friends about what I was listening to and the concerts I was seeing. And, you know, so I basically made my own Facebook page for the 12 people that I thought would read the website. <laughs> and obviously it grew from there. It wasn't just uh, obviously eventually about concerts in LA, but eventually grew to be more about parenting. So how did that transformation come about? I continued to write and started to write more long form and left LA, came back here, had my first child, ended up actually doing some time in a psych ward with postpartum depression, which (laughs) I can say flippantly only because it's been a good uh, 10 years now. But um, that was actually what catapulted my website into sort of the infamy that it is. Several things have happened that have given a lot of traffic, but I wrote very candidly about postpartum depression, and I thought I was going to give my website up when I had kids, when in fact, writing about it was the biggest thing that drew people to it. And so was ever it since... Good therapy? Yeah, it was really good therapy. Really good therapy. And and the feedback was, thank, thank God somebody's writing about this because I feel so alone. And a lot of the women that were writing me were in the same position that I was and that we were, we didn't have any friends with kids and our only friends who had kids were online. And so we sort of found our own community online and we created this sort of virtual friendship where we could talk to each other during the day. So I really credit mommy blogging with, I do think that it has actually saved quite a few lives because these women found themselves not alone and uh, it served its purpose. And postpartum depression is kind of a big deal, right? I mean, it's, I think people don't talk about it quite so much, but it does affect some women and it hits from what I hear really hard. Really hard. And it's, and it's, and it's a fatal, it's a, it can be fatal. And and in my condition, it would have been if my readers hadn't been like, Hey, you know what? We're not going to judge you if you go get help, please go get help. Cause I was in a bad place. And, um, I was afraid that I was going to be that crazy person on the internet, you know, Oh my God, she, you know, she's crazy. But when instead it was, thank you for getting help and showing us the rest of us that we all can. So it was good. And what is the website again? The website is deuce, D-O-O-C-E dot com. 
just wanted to get that out there. Thank you. <laughs> so you uh, went to BYU I did. because you were at the time a fairly devout uh, devout Mormon. Is that fair to say? I was more devout than you could possibly be. I was more devout than Joseph Smith himself. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I repented. Of, uh... I repented of my first kiss. I was that devout. Wow. <laughs> What do you have to do to repent from a first kiss? You have to. Uh, you just have to feel bad from? about it. Okay, good. Oh, all right. See, the, the the Catholics get you know they can say Hail Marys and stuff on our fathers, but uh, Mormons you just feel bad. You just feel bad, and you just promise not not to do it again. <laughs> <laughs> so just go, that easy. You go to the corner for a timeout. Yes. But you're no longer uh, in the faith. No, I I left the uh, the faith when I graduated BYU. And um, haven't been back since. Did did the university experience turn you off uh, of organized religion? Uh, yeah, um, BYU is a very crazy, crazy, crazy intense place. Oddly, it was a very liberal linguistics teacher that opened my eyes to things. I don't know if, if Canadians knew about ebonics. Did you guys know about ebonics? Oh yeah, that was the uh, attempt to give a more African American pronunciation style, or that was something more consistent with what have been, would have been traditional African pronunciations, uh, but in English. Is that correct? Right, right. And so I grew up in the South with a very conservative family and my conservative family who I thought could do no wrong and wasn't the center of my world was like, you know, black people are different and they're different because they're lazy and they're different because they look different than us. And they, they're, I grew up in a very racist family. And when my family hears this, they're just going to completely lose their, they're going <laughs> to lose it. But uh, sorry, mom and dad, but you did like they, they, I grew up thinking like, Oh, ebonics are, you know, they just want to talk differently. And it took a linguistics class and all the teacher did was she's like just go read this material and I read all these essays about it and it made sense and then I did all this other reading that made sense and I was like oh my god there is so much about my childhood that I disagree with <laughs> and my family is in my opinion wrong so yeah I no longer I'm no longer conservative I'm actually quite the opposite and my I'm the only person in my family who has ever voted for a Democrat and I'm extraordinarily liberal. <laughs> I left the church and they deal with me. <laughs> just put it that way. But there still are you still have a reasonable relationship with them or is that hard? They discovered my website the day after September eleventh after I wrote a martini-fueled diatribe against the Mormon religion where I compared them to fundamentalist terrorists. <laughs> okay. So that probably didn't go over so Icebreaker? Yeah. And, and they didn't talk to me for quite a while, and it was really awkward for a few years. But then they eventually came around, and I, I apologized, and I changed my ways. And they realized, oh, wait a minute, you we made you. Like, your your sense of humor and your the writing stuff, this is, I'm, I gave you the talent. I gave you the sense of humor. Okay, I guess we'll love you. <laughs> But yeah, we're very ask, close now. Oh, that's good. I had to ask about your question on Jeopardy. What was uh, what was the question? The answer, I believe. Or was the answer, I guess. Well, the answer, the, the answer was, and I didn't even know about this. I had just had users, I had had readers send it in to me going, you were, oh my God, you're on Jeopardy. But um, I lost my job in 2002 because of my website. And um, it's called being deuced now whenever you get in trouble. <laughs> yeah. And so the question was something like, or the answer was, what happened?
happens when you are you get in trouble for something that you were doing online. And th this is the woman who was responsible for creating the term for getting in trouble for doing in the, the answer. And, and I, I don't believe anybody got it right. Who is Heather Armstrong, basically, is what it was. So, yeah. Wow. My mom was really proud. <laughs> well, you know, that's, right kind of, so. uh, that's hitting the big time. Yeah, yeah, that was good. You mentioned something about, I can't remember where it was, maybe in the FAQ or uh, on the About page, about having had a boyfriend who made Elmo noises during sex. <laughs> <laughs> I used to write. I used. To, I used to write like during in the first year when my parents discovered my website. I was writing about stuff like that. Like I was writing about like you know bisexual fantasies and getting drunk and doing drugs every night and yeah. And my parents discovered my website and went through every page and read every word of it. <laughs> oh man! Oh the days when because I was like my parents don't even know what the internet is. What? Those days are gone. Oh no. There we go. Okay, so that sound. Oh, oh no. no. Don't panic. <laughs> Everything's okay. Everybody stay calm. Don't worry about it. Put we'll on get... your own breathing apparatus first before assisting others. We'll get through uh, this. So that is our sound that tells us that it's time for the rapid fire questions about Twitter. And Brent is going to lead us off. Okay, Heather, you ready? Sure. Good. What's your proudest Twitter moment? Proudest Twitter moment was finding out that Tyra Banks follows me. All right. That's, awesome. that's pretty awesome. That is, that's, you hang out? Oh, she and I hang out with our huge foreheads every day. <laughs> every day. Was that the attraction, Big Forehead Club? <laughs> I'm, you know, I'm just saying that I'd probably fit into that club. Sitting here, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Who's your favorite tweeter? Favorite tweeter is uh, is Fireland at Fireland. Yep, he's a good one. He's probably the guy I followed when I got on Twitter, and to this day, like he doesn't tweet anymore, or when he does, yeah, it's sporadic. very sporadic. It's, yeah, but back in the day, he was. Uh, and I still think, like, I'll go back and read through his timeline and think that I don't think anybody still has really mastered it the way he has. No. Or, or did. Sometimes. He, he goes through the people's timelines with a glass of Chardonnay and a little misty-eyed. And, and in like, front of a fireplace. In front of the fireplace, yeah. yeah. Pants <laughs> off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So who's your biggest or neatest follower? Uh, I think the biggest follower that I have is probably Lance Armstrong. Any relation? No, but I, a lot of people who follow me have no idea who I am because I was on a suggested users list. And um, they will ask me publicly, who are you? And I will respond that I am Lance Armstrong's mother. Um, and then I, realized, <laughs> <laughs> then I realized that he was following me and he direct messaged me, <laughs> he direct messaged me one time and I was like, sorry about that. And um, he was like, no, no worries. You could be my this and then I interacted I, I tweeted about my daughter doing really well in a piano recital and he publicly tweeted at me tell my niece that I'm really proud of her which my daughter just that's pretty cool still to this day just like Lance Armstrong knows who I am <laughs> that is super sweet that's really nice of him it was really nice of him considering <laughs> his current <laughs> history yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> I was gonna say anything yeah so finally tell us one underrated tweeter that everybody should be following um my boyfriend <laughs> awesome okay i nobody i don't know he's probably gonna flip out that i'm saying this but i met him through twitter yeah okay mm -hmm. I, I, what's, I, his, what's his username 
Well, Here the we thing go. is, is that I only follow people on Twitter. I only follow people really that I don't know. And he was one of these people that I followed because I thought he was funny. And then like seven or eight months later, he like said, he just said something to me. And then I said something to him. And all of a sudden we've been dating now for a while. So yeah, his name well, is cool. his name is Matt Tuff, M-A-T-T-T-U-F-F. Okay. All right. Yeah. That will be our suggested follow then. He, jo- he jokes a lot about his grandmother locked up in his basement. <laughs> <laughs> I like him already. <laughs> so I was instantly attracted. You can see. We can get maybe I can get some tips. <laughs> All right, so that's it. Thank you very much, Heather. Yes. Very much appreciate your joining us tonight. Thank you. And this has been Tweeters and Twelve. I'm Mark. I'm Brent. And we'll see you next time. Bye.